Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, he is a world champion, world junior championship medalist from Canada. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Josh Leendo. Josh, how's it going, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to sit down and hear a little bit more about your swim story. I got to do a quick interview with you in Abu Dhabi at the world championship yeah. where you walked away with three medals, uh, two individual bronzes, plus a relay gold. Um, let's start with that meet. Can you tell me a little bit more about just that experience as a whole and what it meant to you to get on that podium? Not once, not twice, but three times. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was definitely I would definitely say it was a little unexpected. Obviously, I went in there. I wanted to make finals. I wanted to be competitive, um, but didn't expect that level of success like right away. Um, the relay gold was uh, it was definitely crazy. Um, we weren't expecting to be to, to be world champions, um, but we just went in and we we got it done. So that was really good. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was definitely it was a great experience. Had some fun um kind of learn as i went through it was crazy because just each race i did i i learned more and um i was pretty excited to get those those two individual bronze medals i i that the the relay the mixed four by 50 free relay where you guys won might have been one of my favorite races from that meet just because it was out of lane one it was a crazy like it, it really it was anyone's race i didn't know what to expect yeah. certainly going in um did did you guys what was did you guys have a team meeting at all or talk about strategy for that race or anything like that prior to the race did you have any expectations especially swimming out of lane one um no uh it was just i remember our coach uh ben titley uh telling me and yuri just just to get out um we knew we had some strong legs with the girls in the back but we were kind of considered weaker um, from, I guess, if you look at previous times and stuff compared to the girls. So he said, you know, get out there. You got some fast boys. And that was pretty much pretty much all the prep. We weren't saying, oh, like try to get a medal or whatever. We were just we just wanted to just get out there and see what happened in the race. And and then you mentioned, you know, you were learning every every race you did. You were just kind of getting more and more information. Could you be a little more specific? What what? what tips, tricks, you know, whatever, what, what are you picking up as you go through a meet like that? Especially that's so long, right? It's not just like an age group meet. It's, it's this six day kind of marathon of racing, especially with all the relays that you're doing. Yeah. So, uh, one big thing was just pretty much attention to detail and that's in everything. So starts, um, trying to be more streamlined, stuff like that. My underwater's um, uh, focusing on technique, swimming big, like that was some of the stuff, um, I was getting told with my coaches and stuff that I was kind of like feeling through as I went through, uh, the meet. Nice. And so then coming off of that meet, you know, how, how have you been feeling in training the last few weeks? And did you, did that give you a lot of confidence? Did that spark anything for you? Yeah, it's definitely made me, uh, 
uh, that that experience um, being like up there with the best in the world definitely got me excited and ready to go again, um, ready to keep getting better. I definitely had a lot of things to take away, a lot of things to improve on. Um, just watching the videos and watching myself uh, compared to the rest of those guys. So I'm, I'm excited to get in and, and do some work. Yeah. And so now let's, you know, take it back a little bit. You had a fairly linear progression, but I think this past summer, you really, at least for us, you really kind of made your mark on that senior national team. Um, by not only qualifying for the Olympics, you broke a Canadian national record in the hundred fly 51, four, you were part of the 400 free relay that broke the Canadian record and also got fourth. You split 47, five on that. And so you had a big summer qualifying for your first Olympics. Um, I'm, I'm guessing much like most athletes, that was a goal of yours, but, um, leading up to it, I guess, take us even back further from when you know, quarantine first started in March of 2020. Um, were you able to access water during that? And, and how did that affect your training? No. So in, especially in Canada, we were out for a long, long time. And it was like, I, I guess no one knew what was going to happen. So we didn't know when we were getting back in the water. It would seem like so many times it'd be, oh, like we're going to get in maybe in two weeks. Um, and it would always just keep getting postponed and two weeks later, two weeks later, and no one really knew when we were going to be able to get back in. We finally got back in in around June, July, I think, somewhere around June. Um, so we were out of the water for a long time. We didn't have access to any pool. We just, everyone was trying to do what they could do at home, weights. But in terms of uh, getting to the pool, there, there wasn't much. And so f- for you personally, what, did that take and how did that manifest its, how did that time away from the pool, um, you know, affect you mentally, affect you physically? Did, you know, was it hard to get through? Were you more motivated by that? Um, you know, kind of stop and cancellation and then eventually, uh, postponement for the Olympics. Um, I think for me, um, I, I was younger for me, that was just another year to develop, to be honest. Um, Obviously, in terms of life and everything, having everything stop uh, wasn't ideal, I don't think, for anyone. Um, but I would say just like I, I could access a weight room. So I was just pretty much doing weights, uh, getting stronger, getting bigger. And uh, I came back and definitely that was that definitely helped my improvement. It was a it was a big part of my improvement uh, once I got back in the water finally. So um, I it, I definitely say the, the extra year, uh, helped me be more successful, at, uh, to make the team and to get on the Olympic team. Did, before that, you know, before everything shut down, did you have aspirations of making that Olympic team in 2020? Yeah. So I was thinking, uh, just my thought process, like maybe I could get on that relay for the four by one. And uh, my biggest goal there was obviously the 100 fly. Uh, that was the thing that I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make the team in this, uh, get under that cut. Um, and that, that was pretty much the goal leading in. Uh, so then you have this extra year. You, you get your training under you. You get bigger and stronger in the weight room. Uh, once you got back in the water, how, how 
long did it feel like uh, you before you felt normal in the water before you felt like you were actually getting faster? Yeah, it was, it was weird. Cause I don't think like, I've never had anything like that, a break that long. Um, I've never had an injury where I, I was out for that amount of time. Like it was a long, long time. Uh, the, I remember the first time I got back in the water, I was like, what is this? It feels like I'm somewhere in jello. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't understand like what was going on. Um, it took me a bit, I don't know when exactly it started clicking for me again, but it took a lot longer than it usually would after, let's say a season, you get a little break and then you come back. It was definitely, it was a different type of, uh, adjustment to make. So what, what has swimming been to you for for the uh, duration of your career when did you start swimming and and how long was it before you got pretty seriously into it um i would definitely say like i was playing like a bunch of sports uh nothing serious um obviously swimming i grew up in the caribbean i grew up in trinidad um and basically like in preschool you you go and you swim um and I like just kind of fooling around as little kids. And then one of the coaches said, oh, like he's, he's pretty good. Like he's not afraid of the water or anything. So you, you should try to get him in swimming. That's basically how it started for me. So you grew up in Trinidad. When did you move to Canada or, or why did that happen? In 2012. So we have some family down here and um, we just thought it would be better. We wanted to see i guess there's there's more opportunities and stuff down here so uh, me and my parents and my little sister came down and uh found a club team here um and that's basically where the the journey started in canada for me where in canada are you oh i'm in scarborough right now in, in toronto okay uh and so was that a big adjustment for you i mean i'm you were nine ten when you moved yeah 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 nine turning ten um i would say the cold i did not like the cold i was like like i was from the tropics and i came here and i obviously like as a little kid you see snow and you think snow is like fun and it's cool to see it but the cold was definitely something different we had to adjust to yeah (laughs) yeah that sounds like a, a, a big one for sure yeah. Uh, but so then you start, you start swimming, uh, seriously. And w- at what point was, you know, did you have that click or the shift? Maybe it wasn't one moment, but a season or, you know, whatever, what did it look like for you to finally, uh, get Olympic or national team aspirations? Um, I would say when I started like on the mental side of things, when I started taking it, a little more seriously. Um, I remember when I was 14, um, I wanted to get this, this uh, Canadian age group record in the hunter fly. And I think my time the year before when I was 13 was a 59 and the age group record was a 56. So I kept trying to get the 56. Um, I think I missed it maybe like four times, like just missed it. Um, I had like one of my friends now, Cole Pratt back then, he broke it. Um, it went like 56, four and I kept trying to break it and I kept just missing it. And, uh, like it really sucked. I remember I, I'm a pretty competitive person and that's something I set my mind to when I wanted to do it. So, 
I remember just like thinking of ways that I can get better every day. And uh, finally I broke it uh, in the prelims on 55. And then at night it went 54 and I got that record. That was the first time I kind of set my mind to something and, and uh, it, I, I put in the work to do it. That's a, that's a great story. I feel like I was reliving my own swimming memories through that story. I feel like that's something that a lot of people can relate to who've been swimming for a long time, just swimming as kids and shooting for this time and, and trying to get this time, whether that's a cut or a record, I feel like everyone has, has been to that place and with swimming at one point or another. So you finally get there. You finally, you know, achieve this goal. Um, and then did it just, did it just take off from there? What, did you get any sort of attention from coaches differently or was it just kind of a, a linear line? You just kept going in the direction. Yeah, it was a, it was a linear line. Um, and I, I trained with, uh, Murray Drudge, uh, my coach at NIAC, uh, and he really helped me, um, like move up and like, he really like understood me as an athlete. Um, and the next year when I was 15, we train at the same pool as the high performance center, Ontario. And, uh, that's where, that's where Ben is. We, I was a club team. I trained out of the same pool and he went over to Ben and said, you know, look, I got this kid. Um, I want him to come in to some practices. So that year I started training part-time and, uh, that's kind of how I started, um, with HBC Ontario. Do you train with them full-time now? Yeah. Yeah. I started training with full-time once I made the world's team in 2019 uh that's when i made the shift to training with them full time okay you were did you go to worlds you did go to worlds for canada for the senior yeah. worlds and then you went to the junior worlds as well yeah that's a big year yeah uh let's, let's talk about that summer did did you have aspirations to make that 2019 worlds team were you 16 15 yeah i was 16 yeah so um yeah, I definitely had aspirations to make it. Um, was swimming well at the trials. At the trials, I actually missed out. Like, I didn't officially make it at the trials. I missed out. I came fifth in the hunter free, came second in the hunter fly, but wasn't under the cut to make it. Um, and I had the I had a small meet about two weeks later, and um, I went probably like I over half a second faster in the hunter fly, but but they took me before um on at that meet just to get me that experience um I was really grateful that they that they took me um to the world's team um and then after I went faster so I was able to swim the relay at worlds that's valuable experience what uh what did you end up going at that small meet afterwards uh, I was 52-1 at that meet and I think I was 52-8 at the trials in the hunter fly Wow. 52 one at 16 years old. That's, that's flying, man. Uh, so then you go to world champs, you go to world junior champs. You had been to the 2018 youth Olympics in Buenos Aires the, the year before. So you had a little bit of international experience, but what was the difference of competing for Canada on, you know, on the highest stage and then also at the highest junior stage? Yeah, definitely that, that time at worlds, that was, um, that was definitely, definitely had some nerves in there. Um, 
I don't know. I just learning to deal with that, uh, getting help. I, I remember I looked that meet. I definitely looked to all the older guys to help me out and like, Oh, what do you do? Uh, there's just like, remember your cred. Remember this, when you go to the ready room, um, what do you do for warm up stuff like that? I was just picking their brain to see what they do. Um, cause obviously they were, they were the top guys at that point. So I, I wanted to know how they do things. Yeah. So for a world championships like that, were you there the whole meet, the whole seven, eight days? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not like now, I think, um, now when you go in, you have to go into a meet, you have to leave, um, like pretty early or right after you're done swimming, uh, back then before COVID and everything, I got to stay the whole time. I think I also had, they put me in a 50 fly. Um, cause one of the guys was on the four by one free relay. So I swam 50 fly at the beginning of the meet and then swam 100 fly in the relay some, sometime around the end. Yeah. So that's, uh, you swim at the beginning, you like bookended the meet. you you have like one of the first events and one of the last events. Um, so then what do you do for like the five, six days in between when you're just, you know, trying to pick up as much information as you can. And, but also you're, I'm assuming you're just in the stands a lot cheering or, you know, just warming up, warming down. I don't know. I like, I remember I went up to the stands with, uh, one of, um, you know, Tom Johnson, I assume. Um, so Tom Johnson, his brother, Dave Johnson, and went up in the stands and we were just looking at all the other swimmers. So we were looking at what these guys do better than me and how I can improve. And I kind of went up there and I, um, I just looked and I just basically learning, taking everything in and, and watching the meet. So that was definitely a really good experience to me. Um, and something that I definitely took into training, um, for a junior worlds right after. Was there someone who stood out to you, uh, that did, you know, something that you still remember to this day or, or, or one athlete in particular that you were like, wow, they're, they're fun to watch because they do this one thing so well. Uh, well, obviously Caleb Jocelyn is start, right? That's one of the <laughs> biggest things you see the power and stuff off the start. Um, I watched, uh, also saw the, the two fly, uh, live that was that was a crazy race uh christoph me like yeah that's that was a good one for sure i i i will forever remember <laughs> just how much he won that race by it's, yeah yeah it's crazy perfect technique everything done well that was a good race yeah uh so that sounds like a really cool experience there and then like you said on to junior worlds uh where you won a silver medal in the hundred free and then two bronze medals with team Canada and the medley and the mixed medley relays. Uh, yeah. So for that meet, you know, after having had your first world champ experience for junior worlds that were in Budapest, um, can you tell me about your experience there and, and the confidence you came in with? Um, I feel like having, uh, the world's, um, just all that experience that definitely helped me, um, going into this meet. Like I, I already had another meet. I kind of knew what was going on. This was, I guess the, the level down, I guess, if, if you would, um, put it that way. So going in, definitely had the confidence. I was ready to swim. 
Um, I had more events. So yeah, I was, I was just excited to go in and excited to race at that meet. And then how, how did you feel about the meet? You know, I, I listed your medals, but I'm curious as to how you felt about those swims and was it, was it the same amount of pressure? Was it no pressure? Um, how'd you feel heading into those races? Um, just like at that point in my career, I still felt, uh, some pressure quite a bit. Um, I was still obviously still learning as an athlete. There's a lot of things that were new to me at that meet. Um, but in terms of the way I performed, I felt I, I got better as the, the meet went on. Um, definitely help from coaches and, um, um, yeah, I, I definitely learned a lot of things. I'm trying to think. I, I don't think my hunter fly wasn't where I wanted it to be. Um, like obviously that's a pretty technical stroke, uh, especially the way I, I like to swim the hunter fly. And I was just had some things off in the, in that hunter fly. I, I swam it a lot of times. I remember cause I had relays, mixed relays and uh, I was just off in that final of where I wanted to be. Um, the hunter free, I was really proud of that race and the way I swam it, the way I handled myself. You, you said you like to swim the hundred fly very technically. Can you elaborate on that a little more and, and what the, what the ideal hunter fly looks like for you? Um, ideal hunter fly. I like, so the, that first 50, I like to keep it, um, not like muscling through it. Um, that's not the way I swim fly. I don't really muscle through it. Just kind of smooth, um, big. Um, that's the way I want to swim that first 50 and then come back hard, use the legs on that back 50 and bring it home. What, what kind of things do you focus on technique wise when you're, when you're swimming butterfly or racing butterfly? Uh, definitely the breath. I feel like the breath is important. So just keeping my, my chin low on the water, trying to focus on moving forward. Um, just the entry, the pull, the kick, um, just getting a rhythm and a timing to it. Um, that's one of the most important things that I focused on. Yeah. So it's, it seems like you took, you learned a lot throughout these two meets. That's a big summer. Um, and so coming off of those meets, I am curious as just to how you approach racing now. Um, you know, mentally, do you have things that get you in a zone before a race, especially a big race, like at these short course world championships. Um, how do you prepare for a race now, especially compared to maybe two years ago when you were at these world championship level meets? Yeah, just, uh, relax and focus, uh, calm and collected. That's, that's kind of what I want to be heading into the ready room, heading into a race. Um, obviously focusing on what I want to do in the race. Um, and yeah, I just make sure that I, that I'm really strong mentally, have a tough mentality about, um, what I'm about to do. When you're preparing for a race, you know, if, if pressure starts to seep in or, or you start getting nervous, is there anything specific you do in order to kind of alleviate that or to get it out of your head? Um, I feel the best thing is just if I'm, Usually when I get nervous, it's when you're thinking about outside stuff um, or thinking about what can go wrong. I try to focus on what I'm going to do uh, in the race, just my race plan. And uh, I'm, during that, I'm just thinking 
don't know, just like be tough, um, uh, like race hard. And I mean, I, I love racing. So once pretty much once I get into that, that ready room, the competition area, I'm, I'm ready to go. So on that note, let's talk training. Uh, I'm, I'm super curious as to what a normal week looks like for you, especially now that you're at, uh, the high performance center in Ontario, which has just a stellar group of athletes. Um, especially I'm guessing in that lead up to the Olympic games, um, what was your training like and and who are your training partners? Um, I would first, I want to give a shout out to Yuri Kissel. Uh, he was a big training partner. He's one of the reasons that my freestyle, uh, got so good. Obviously, Ben Titley um, helped me a lot with that freestyle technique. Um, but I would just say having to race Yuri, when I came to the group, he was a lot faster than me in freestyle. So when I came in, uh, having to race him in practice every single day, um, I'd basically have to go all out if I wanted to race him, no matter what the effort was. So that definitely helped my freestyle, like skyrocket. Um that and so I, he's one definitely one of my big training partners when it comes to sprint. Uh, Mac Dara, I would kind of at the beginning, I would kind of do some fly stuff with him. Um, and those are like my main training partners that started off. Uh, recently, uh, Finley Knox, he's pretty good at all the strokes, so he's and he's improving a lot. Um, so yeah, it's he's one of my big training partners right now, him and Yuri. And that's leading up to the Olympics. Um, uh, yeah, our group, our group was definitely putting in the work. Uh, yeah. What is what is a normal training week look like for you? Let's say this past month. Um, you know, are you someone who's doing two practices a day at six to eight thousand meters, or are you on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of? um meterage you're doing what what does that look like for a normal week yeah we we have like a pretty like each week is not not the same but we have kind of a base of what we want to do each day for the week so on a monday uh monday morning is like long and aerobic uh that's a pretty tough set it's around seven eight k um and then we got some kick in there some pull in there um, and just kind of longer, longer distance stuff at night. Um, this would be more me and Yuri. We would do some sprint stuff, uh, Monday nights, um, just like back in hundred type, um, just working speed might put in some starts, uh, at the beginning of workout. And that's pretty much like our, our speed and power practice. Um, Tuesdays is, is kick. Um, and it's only one practice on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, so yeah, today we had a kick set. Um, we always do rotation kick on Tuesdays. Um, so like arms to the side and you're kind of doing, um, so that's, that's pretty difficult. Um, yeah. Uh, Wednesday is so now, right now when we're just getting back into training, I guess. So we had the the new year off when we're just getting back into training, we have something called a weight swim combo uh, on Wednesday mornings. Um, and basically you would, we have a weight room pretty close to the pool. So we would, and this is all power. So we would go into the weight room, do some power sets, depending on which group training, we either start in the pool or start in the weight room. Um, 
and if you once you go to the weight room it's like strictly power strength and then once you get into the pool uh it's kind of just like right in so you go to the weight room do some power stuff run right to the pool and then you just do max power um stuff in there um and yeah it, it's pretty tough it's definitely taxing um wednesday nights is we just have an uh, aerobic session and I, I think you can actually flip the weight swim combo uh depending on like what what bet uh what our coach wants ben titley and ryan what they want or what's available at the time if the weight room's used so and at night the other practice on wednesday is usually aerobic technique um maybe you get some video in there we usually have some video work working on technique um thursdays is pull so on tuesdays we have kick and thursdays is pull um so we start off with we just do like some sculling and stuff at the beginning and then we have a set where we we get on there's something called a bench you know like the swim bench yeah yeah, yeah. So, so we got the swim bench. We do some power stuff on the swim bench, straight into the water, and do some max fifties. We like three rounds of that, um, and then after we have an aerobic pull set. That's what Thursdays look like. Friday is similar to Monday, I would say, um, with an exception of a bit of aerobic work at the end, a, a little more volume at the end of workout on Friday, um, but. Kind of Friday morning is a cruise off session, do some video work, um, kind of recovery a little bit. Friday night um, is, is one of the toughest sessions I would say of the week. Um, we have, like me and you, would be doing some sprint work, um, some 100 pace, but we would also have um, some long, long distances in there, maybe like 300s or something during a set. And may, it's always around four, three times through. And uh, that's pretty taxing. Saturday is kind of a mix of some kick, some some swim. Sometimes we get to sometimes on Saturdays we suit up and we just kind of have a race, have a go at it. Uh, if Ben, if you're feeling good, um, Ben will time you and and we'll see see what's up. So that's that's pretty much what's a, what a week look like looks like for us. That's a thank you for being so thorough. That's. <laughs> That's a great. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's also the program. It's. It's pretty simple, and we have like a pretty strict um, focus. So it's. It's obviously easy to remember, and you kind of know what's coming. Um, and that's pretty much our, our program is very structured. Hmm. So have you always been in a program like that? Is like since you've been in Canada, and since you've been swimming, you know, pseudo seriously, uh, were you? you know, especially in your younger years, did you do a lot of volume? Did you do a lot more sprint training? Was there one, was there a focus one way or the other? Um, definitely. So this new, I, I've never come across anything like it. Um, when, once I came to high performance Ontario, uh, it's, it's different. Um, I wouldn't say I did as much power and speed stuff when, when I was younger in, in club swimming. Um, obviously when you're in club swimming, it's kind of, you swim everything, see what you're good at. You specialize later on. So I swam like two fly, some four free, stuff like that. Um, and definitely had a lot more volume than I would do now because um, I'm kind of more focused on the sprint side. That's where I'm specialized. 
Um, but definitely, I haven't seen anything like a high performance Ontario. That's again, that's that's pretty sweet to hear. Uh, it's it's good getting that insight from you. I'm I'm curious if you have a favorite set or something that stood out to you that you've done in the last couple months. Uh, you know, anything that you've thrown down in practice that you were really excited about, or just a set that you really enjoyed doing? Um, I would definitely, I can't remember it all the way. I think I might have it written down, uh, somewhere, but there was this set, um, where just at the end of the set, there was, I had to do a hundred free all out. Um, but during the set, I remember I had some hundreds, um, pace so i would be going like 56s for these hundred this is all uh short course i have four of those and they're on 145 and then i would go into some some 50s fly and i want to be holding like 26s 27s shortness that's 200 pace kind of and those are on a minute i think we had eight of those and then we kind of go through a set like that and then we'd have i think after it was something we, we put fins on and then I, I did some fly and I'd basically just try to hold the same pace. And at the end of the set, we had hundred freeze descending. Um, so I went through that. Ben gave me a little bit of rest at the end because uh, he wanted to see a good hundred free. Um, so after those fifties with fins uh, fly, I go straight into a hundred free. And I think I went 49 flat at the end of that set, uh, short course in the hundred free. So I was definitely, I was pretty proud of that one. Um, I, I feel like in compared to my fly, my freestyle and practice is, is, uh, definitely a lot better when it comes to like closer to what I want to be in races. And, um, but yeah, I was pretty proud of what I did there. That's a stout practice swim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we definitely have some tough practices. I remember at first when I, cause I originally started part-time at 15 and even then, that was that took some getting used to. Like I was getting beat by the girls, and uh, Ben, Ben, he knows me, so he's gonna tell me, "Oh, you're getting beat by girls. You shouldn't be doing that." And obviously, you gotta pick it up. You gotta work hard. Um, but yeah, we we got some some tough practices. Well, to be fair, that's a pretty <clears throat> pretty solid group of women that train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're good. Ontario. Um, so it sounds like it's a good group environment. It sounds like training has been going well. You've had this Olympic experience. You've, you've, you've been to basically every big meet now, right? World champs, junior worlds, Olympics. You just went to short course worlds. Um, what are the next few months? What does this season look like for you? And what are what do your goals look like moving into it? Um, so obviously want to get on the worlds and the Commonwealth team. Um, want to make some finals, be competitive, uh, just the same way that, that I was at Worlds. Um, I'm not going to put any limits on what I can do. Obviously, I, I surprised myself a lot at Worlds, so I'm, I'm not going to really put um, like a, a point on where I want to be. I'm just going to try to go as high and as far as I can right now. That's, that seems like a great goal. Uh, I think we've, we've kind of been seeing that more and more from athletes of not limiting themselves and just saying, listen, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to go out there, give it my all and see where the cards fall. And I feel like that's a pretty good strategy for, again, not limiting yourself. Uh, 
Well, Josh, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us and get to know you and your swimming journey a little more. Any parting thoughts or anything we missed before we sign off today? Um, no, I think we covered all of it. Uh, th- thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.